Mordecai leaned forward. When he spoke, it was lazily and with barely disguised contempt. I concur, he said, and I accept the apology from our esteemed sage. That brought a roar of laughter from the group, while Azariah went from bright red to mottled purple. You dare? You think it was I who— He stopped as he realized that Mordecai was deliberately baiting him. All right, brethren, Caiaphas broke in. That's enough. His tone of voice made it plain he was more amused than offended by the interchange. Azariah sat down slowly again, motioning to colleagues who had also leaped to their feet to do the same. Mordecai watched him, not without a touch of admiration. His recovery was swift and complete. Judicious might not be a word Mordecai would use to describe Azariah, but he was shrewd, cunning as a hungry fox. Only a fool would count him out too quickly. Mordecai turned back to Caiaphas, his patience gone. Honorable President, the issue before this council is what to do about the man called Jesus of Nazareth, Our esteemed colleague prattles on about how the Pharisees have shamed this wandering rabbi on numerous occasions, and yet— He is not a rabbi, Azariah cut in coldly. He has no training in the intricacies of the Torah. He is an unlearned village peasant. How dare you dignify him by using the sacred title of teacher or master? I don't call him rabbi, Mordecai shot right back. The people do. They flock to him by the thousands. Instead of discrediting him, every time you Pharisees confront him, he makes you look like fools, and the people love him all the more. Azariah was on his feet again, as were several of his colleagues. Mordecai leaped up as well, roaring like a bull. But time for talk is over. All of Galilee is aflame with the news of this man. The Romans are growing nervous. Would you sit here and endlessly debate while our whole nation is at peril? Caiaphas stood and raised both hands. Gradually the uproar subsided to an angry rumble. Mordecai is right, he said when he could be heard again. The time for debate is past. Our purpose today is to devise a plan for dealing with this rogue once and for all. He shot Azariah a withering look. Enough words. It is time for action. Objection. The half-circle of seventy men turned toward the far left side of the circle. Joseph of Arimathea was on his feet. Mordecai inwardly winced. As one of Jerusalem's wealthy and powerful men, Joseph should have been squarely in the camp of the Sadducees, but he never was. Nor did he align himself with the Pharisees, He kept himself independent of both the major parties. He was one of the most respected of the moderate voices on the council. Yes, Caiaphas said, obviously surprised by this development. What is it, Joseph? No legitimate charges against Jesus have been brought before this council. He is a blasphemer, Azariah shouted. Because he refuses to accept the doctrine of the Pharisees? Joseph asked calmly. I suspect there are many on the council who would be in similar peril if that were the case. Then his voice sharpened. 
This tribunal was created to deal with violations of the law, not differences of opinion or interpretations of our faith. Let me hear the charges against this man before we talk about what plan of action we must devise to destroy him. Azariah leaned forward slightly, his eyes narrowed into dangerous points of light. Has our noble colleague become a follower of this Jesus? The older man swung around. Let me hear the charges against this man, he said slowly. That is the way of the council. Neither mumbled accusations nor childish hand-wringing are sufficient. Show me a crime, or let us move on to more important matters. Hear, hear! Mordecai turned. That declaration had come from the man three seats down from Azariah. Nicodemus was a Pharisee, but another of the moderates.